You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sobriety with me. Yeah, yeah. Ah, give my regards to Broadway. You ever wonder about those people that just, you know, randomly will sing song little things like you're just walking you know you're like gotta do my laundry obviously I am one of those people I don't know if I pulled the wool over your eyes on that I am one of those people and I I have to believe that perhaps it is because uh, the crushing weight of anxiety living in this world just the bad things that happen the things we think the bad things we think about ourselves just the things that come with existentialism and 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 questioning our our our, our very existence. That sometimes we just gotta sing a little song to lighten it up for ourselves, to put on a little show. And believe it or not, I never did musical theater, despite the fact that everybody says I have theater kid energy, and I know when they say it to me, they are not giving me a compliment. Love theater kids, by the way. Uh, exclusively have you know, been friends with them, have dated them. I would have been one had I not had so much anxiety and fear. And also, I just didn't want to do things in high school. I don't really want to do things now. But the idea of having gone to school all day and then doing another activity, it's like, no, I'm done. I finished. I did the activity. It is time to go home and, you know, read a book or sit on the couch and watch a movie with my mom or just like, stand around in my backyard like I'm good I'm good why why Why? I just spent six hours with a bunch of people I'm good now I feel like as an introvert um which again introvert extrovert it's about how you uh how you get energized how you recharge your batteries I need to be alone a lot I really need a lot of alone time downtime I was never the kid that could go from activity to activity I'm not the adult that can go from activity to activity. So yeah, after school activities, they just, they weren't in the in the cards for me. Um, so never did theater, but now I'm living my own musical theater every day. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> um, where, where are you folks from? Ah, well, well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. So I had what feels like a very dumb but enlightening epiphany recently when it comes to dating and sober dating and apps and sexuality and attraction and just all of these things that I have been feeling very apathetic about quite frankly and wondering what is so different and of course sure the easy answer is sobriety but then I just kept thinking I've dated I dated sober like I dated in high school I dated when I was, before I turned 21, like I had boyfriends, I went out on dates, I was madly in love with people, I had strong attractions, I, I had all of these things and I just kept thinking, okay, so it's not that my dating life has just been intertwined with drinking, because that isn't the case. I didn't start drinking until I turned 21 and even then, the drinking didn't really like heavily set in until maybe my mid-20s, maybe a little bit of my early 20s. So why the feeling of just disgust being on these dating apps when I have successfully dated from them? Two of my long-term boyfriends, including one relationship that was like two and a half years, 
I met both of them on Bumble. It's not like I haven't done this before. And I just kept thinking, why does it feel so different? What's changed besides, again, the obvious of me being sober? So if you'll allow me to take you on a little journey, a little dating app journey, uh, the first dating app that really, to my knowledge, came to prominence of like being popular with young people was Tinder. Tinder started in 2012. And in 2012, I was in college and I had ended a relationship. I had been with my high school uh, slash like half of college sweetheart. Um, We broke up. I went to UCLA. I developed like the biggest, fattest crush on one of my classmates who had a girlfriend and I just like pined for him for like a year. And because and and here's the thing about me, too. I have always been the person that likes that. I enjoy that. I enjoy being in the pining place. I I like having the crush on someone who's unattainable. You know, listen, we could do a deeper dive on what that means about like my intimacy and my sexuality and like lots of things that I have been questioning as I have gotten older and TikTok keeps being like, hey, this is why you are this way. And I'm like, you know, I just, one thing at a time. Okay, one thing at a time. Um, but then I, you know, and then I would date people at school and I met this other guy who I you know was crazy about and then I ended up meeting this other guy randomly this comedian who just is like the the you know the one who got away who like didn't literally didn't ever want to be got so it's like is it the one that got away I don't know but all this to say when dating apps when I started using dating apps drinking was involved in in my life at least like and we would swipe on tinder and you know we would like you know my girlfriends we would like get drunk and be swiping on tinder and it felt easier in that way it felt like more of a game it felt like less pressure you know you you your your filter is 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 blurred quite quite physically like you know you're like uh, is he is he attractive i don't know i can't tell i have one eye open and then after college primarily the way I did meet people was dating apps. And um, eventually I moved away from Tinder because I don't know if like younger people are still using Tinder, but I remember there was a very specific time when Tinder started to feel like uh, just gross. And then we all we all were like, we don't use Tinder anymore. Now we use Bumble. And then eventually like Hinge came about and, you know, I don't know. I'm sure there's like other things now too. Um, free plugs for all of these, by the way, not sponsored. So I've been on off and on dating apps since 2012. And despite, you know, the, the many years, 2012 to 2022. Oh my God. Uh, you know, lots of swiping messages, but I was always very, very selective with people that I actually agreed to meet up with. I've in that time period from 2012 to 2022, I have only met up with six people in real life. Two of those people became serious relationships. Uh, one of those, one person I dated kind of casually for three months. And for whatever reason, I don't know, the pressure, the all, all these, these feelings that I'm having of like apathy and like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be there. I think I just dulled all of those with alcohol. And I'm not saying that I got like, I'm not saying I was like totally drunk every single time I was on a dating app or that I was drunk every time I met up with someone on a date, but alcohol was involved enough 
you know, you meet up for drinks, you each have a drink, you get tipsy, you, you know, whatever the thing is, even just the illusion of that alcohol will be involved. It like lowered my inhibitions and also lowered my ability to probably really assess what I want. And that is something I have dealt with where I have stuck around in situations longer than my body and my heart was telling me that I should because it's it's like you're there I'm here I'm in this situation and I guess I'll be with this person and the scary enlightening you know empowering lonely thing that has happened in sobriety is I don't have those options I can't ignore those feelings I can't drown them out I can't pretend there's a connection when there isn't one I can't you know miraculously just like you know, I get turned on by something that if alcohol wasn't involved, I would probably wouldn't be turned on by. And having that awareness, it makes it when I'm just swiping on these apps, like I just, I'm not enjoying it. And I'm, there is no part of me that's like, I want to meet up with that person because I haven't formed a connection with that person. And yeah, I know that's what dating is. You meet people, you see if there's a connection, but the kind of artificialness of it all with an app, it didn't feel quite so artificial when drinking was involved. It felt I don't know. It just didn't feel as lonely in a weird way. And now it's like connection is so important for me because I'm now finally connected. I'm connected again with myself. I'm connected with other people. And so I have a hard time being on these apps. And I'm starting to realize like I don't think apps are going to work for me in my place of sobriety right now because I, I can't get myself excited. Even if I were to go and, you know, you see someone's profile, of course you don't have a connection with them. You don't know them. And there's the chance that you meet up and that is a connection and you get to know that person. But I can't get myself to that place where I even want to go and meet the person. And I'm just having to allow myself to go, that's fine. And maybe from, you know, 2012 Ari on Tinder, that's not who I am anymore. So it's okay to let that go. Now, I'm sure having said all this, I am a hypocrite and I still will be swiping on people because I'm just like waiting for the day that like Seth Cohen's profile, you know, pops up and it's like, oh, that's a fictional character from like 2007. I know. I know. If I can't have my fantasies, I don't have anything. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that's my kind of like weirdly simplistic, obvious epiphany that, oh, yeah. The dating apps and all of that stuff, it didn't feel as strange because I was drinking. And so I was submerging those strange feelings. And now it's like, now it's like I'm awake. It's like everything before I was kind of sleepy, you know? It's like you're in between that place. Like I wasn't asleep, I was awake. But you're really tired and like, you know, one eye's like kind of closing and you know, you're, you're only like, you know, aware of maybe like, I don't know, like uh, 75% of what's going on. Now I'm aware of 100% of everything that's going on. And it's really, really hard to trick yourself. And you shouldn't trick yourself. And I feel kind of like lonely in that, to be honest, because sometimes I think, oh, it would be nice, right, to just trick myself and to just lower my expectations and to just like go along with something. And just like, I don't know, like not feel everything and that's 
I mean, that's why so many people end up drinking because they don't want to feel everything because feeling everything is hard and it's complicated and it's confusing and it's weird when you have like mixed messages coming in and you're like, oh, like I feel lonely, but the idea of being with a person right now makes me feel ill. It's like, you know, how do you figure that out? But um, yeah, I don't know. It was like such a weirdly simple thing for me to go, oh, yeah, I used to drink and use dating apps. Now I don't drink. And guess what? Dating apps, <laughs> they're not appealing anymore. And that's okay. And really the only times like when I have been on dating apps and I've like been like, oh my God, I really want to meet this person. It's usually been someone who I've like found their social media presence. And then I've developed like a parasocial crush on them. Like there was this one guy who, very sad that we never met up. Like we made plans. Um, you know, who knows what happened? Maybe he saw all my unhinged stuff on social media. Maybe maybe we had the reverse thing where I found his stuff and I was like, oh my God, I think I'm in love with him. And then maybe he found my stuff and was like, Never mind, I gotta cancel that date. But those have been the times when I've been like really excited to meet someone because I was able to like not a, not make a real connection, but like create some sort of parasocial uh, relationship and be like, oh, I know enough to know that I'm gonna be attracted to this element of this person. I'm gonna be attracted to this element of the person rather than j- just like going in completely blind. And then there is a, it feels disappointing when you meet up with someone and then you don't feel things and it feels sad um, and then it can be awkward if, you know, the person does and it's whatever. Dating fucking is hard. I don't know. I, that, I just don't really want to do it right now. Like, I just want to play my fucking Sims 4 and guess what? An expansion pack that, uh, that's like about high school is coming. I'm really excited about that. I hope that's good. I even bought the fucking wolf werewolf expansion pack because I was so distraught over like Roe v. Wade and just all the anxieties of just this like really difficult world that we're living in I was like I guess I'll buy the fucking werewolf pack even though I don't give a shit about this and it feels like a strange like furry situation still bought it yeah you can make your sims turn into a werewolf and pee on the floor who designed that I don't know but it wasn't for me I still bought it though still gave them my money well (laughs) with that you know what it's time for Something that made me happy this week It's my pink cloud of sobriety If you've been following me on social media, you know that I discovered a lovely little termite infestation in my new apartment. (laughs) Now why? Why, you may be thinking, would this be under my pink cloud uh because really it it should be a dark dark cloud (laughs) because because it has been because it has been uh nothing like coming home from a week and uh uh, discovering a a, a pile of um termite shit by your bed in the windowsill and you think oh what 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 are what's that what's that pile of wood chippings oh it's termite excrement lovely um yeah so anyway some some issues some issues have have made themselves abundantly clear about this new apartment and management doesn't really give a fuck uh and i have to hound them with emails and they're still like we're not going to do anything about it because every single building has termites oh really that was i'm not even kidding that was what the lady said she was like unfortunately termites reside in every wooden structure really is that a fact every wooden structure has termites okay well great 
Now I've decided I'm going to take this lemon and I'm going to make lemonade. And I started researching a lot about termites. And you know what? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we fear what we don't know. First thing I did was I, I asked the, the mighty Google. I said, Google, will a termite bite me? And Google said, no, a termite's not going to bite you. I said, Google, is a termite going to bite my cat? And Google said, no, termites aren't going to hurt you. I said, all right, well, now we're talking. Okay, they're not going to hurt me. So I did a little more digging on termites <laughs> as they're digging away at uh, the structure of my apartment. <laughs> so, you know, termites, uh, they do serve an important purpose uh, because they, you know, they eat tree de- dead trees and they basically help to decompose them and they turn them back into fertile soil so especially with forest ecology they serve a really important purpose and they also can help aerate soil which you know is what helps water and nutrients reach plants and trees so you know what while i don't love the idea of termites just living in my walls i say hey I see you. I see you doing your decomposing of, of wood. I wish it wasn't uh, the wood that uh, surrounds my home. But what I got to say is everybody has a purpose. We all have a gift. And I've decided I'm going to make friends with them. And uh, I've decided, hey, I just got a bunch of new friends. I just got, I got new pets. Some say pests. I say pets, new pets. So that's, um, yeah, it's kind of limited on the pink clouds this week. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> anyway, with that, thank you so much for tuning in. Got some great episodes coming up um, that I'm really excited about with some really interesting people. And uh, as always, really appreciate you guys listening, um, rating, reviewing five stars, five stars, baby. And um, I also have launched a YouTube channel for this. There's really nothing there yet, just a little teaser video, but episodes are going to start dropping there in August as well. So if you, like me, are someone who enjoys audio podcasts, but also sometimes you like to watch them, I am very strange and sometimes I will listen to a podcast and then later when I'm doing something else, if there's a video component and it's on YouTube, I will put the YouTube episode up and have it kind of on in the background because I just find it comforting when people talk. So if you're one of those people and you know, you're like, hey, I'd love to watch I love to watch Ari talk, not just listen. I say, well, thank you very much because I like when people watch me. And uh, yeah, you can find information about that on my Instagram. And uh, I'll see you next week.